Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, welcome to the show. Just to get you happy on hour, I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. We're on 93.7 The Ticket. It's to get you happy on hour, man. You know, that's what we do. Before we get started tonight, you know, I got to give a couple quick shout-outs, man. Uh, Shout-out to Kiwanis Club. I appreciate everything that you guys do and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I think that's very special. And also, I got to give a big shout-out to everybody that has uh, joined the movement. The movement, you may ask, is to get you happy on hour. Uh, if, you, if you don't know anything about it, let me explain. Go to www.rickycsimmons.com slash shop dash home and order you some Get Your Happy On gear. We got all kinds of stuff, T-shirts, tank tops, man, I mean, coffee mugs, tumblers, the whole nine. But what I like for people to do is to order stuff and then post a picture and tag me in it. And uh, let me know that you joined the Get Your Happy On, uh, the, the movement of getting you happy on. It's very important. Um, we have enough negativity in our society and it's being covered quite well. So I'm trying to put some positive out there. So again, big shout out to everybody that's joining the movement. Tonight, I got a really special guest, but I was laughing with uh, with Rico before we started the show because uh, back in my early life, I used to avoid people like my guests. They, uh, we didn't have much in common, but I'm honestly very, uh, I'm very happy to be able to say today, I don't have any fear of them. Actually, I can work with them, you know, to try to help others not make the choices that I was once making. I really, really, really am looking forward to this guest tonight because I don't know a lot about him personally, so we're going to learn together. And I'm just going to jump right in and get with it. Uh, welcome to the show, Taurus. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, look at here. I want you to be honest with me. If you can't say something, because y'all going to find out what he do, but I'm, I'm going I'm to start off with where'd you grow up, Tarvis? I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm a Lincoln kid through and through. Okay, what high school did you go to? I went to Lincoln High. Go what? Back. Come on. No, the not the best high school in the state. <laughs> I got to tell you that. <laughs> hey, well, i tell you what. Lincoln High, is, I, I, I've done fundraisers for them, and um, I got a lot of buddies at Lincoln High, so I got nothing bad. Actually, I got number love for Lincoln High, so you're all right with me. Now, going to Lincoln High uh, – did you play any sports or anything? I did. I uh, I played football and I wrestled. And so uh, I actually, uh, some people thought I was halfway decent because I was on the Hall of Fame inside the school. So, yeah. Well, well, you don't get in the Hall of Fame if you're not, if you're not decent. <laughs> I, can give, I can say that because I happen to be in my high school Hall of Fame. So I know, and I know I had a few skills too. So I appreciate your modesty, but give yourself some love, man. That's that's huge, man. So you you made the Hall of Fame in football. Yep, yep. Football. What position you play? So in high school, I played offensive line. Okay. And I played offense and defense actually, but I got all of my accolades in offensive line. I played offensive tackle, right tackle. Oh, okay, okay. So and you played both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball back then. Yeah. Wow, that, that's yeah. pretty impressive because um, I I I had a little bit of experience on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. But I'm allergic to contact. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> so I uh, I didn't do well on defense. Uh, I I managed to stay on the team, but I did not stand out on defense. But I had a little more success success on offense because I got to dictate what happens with the contact. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to everybody that that don't like uh, defense. That's your boy. <laughs> I don't want no contact. So, so after making the Hall of Fame, man, you uh, what did you do after high school? So uh, I actually played uh, football in Nebraska, Omaha. Oh, you went to UNO? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I did the the recruiting thing back in the day. Well, back then it was VHS tapes. You had to send your VHS tapes out to everybody. <laughs> we didn't have the the, the, the huddle. The huddle and yeah, we didn't have that now. So yeah, yeah. So I sent my VHS tapes out, and whatnot. So. Uh, Nebraska Omaha picked me up, and uh, it's actually been a really great school to go to because uh, I was a little upset at first because at the time I wanted to play D1 ball. Right, right. And so that was my big thing is I'm going to play D1 ball and go somewhere, you know, do my thing. And, uh, you know, I, I found out I was kind of a, a low-level D1 guy, so I was going to be either a walk-on or might be getting the last one or two scholarships type of guy. I gotcha. And so uh, someone you know knocked on my door, and I said, I don't know, I'm not going to play D2 ball. I don't know about this. And so uh, I looked at the program, and facilities are great. The coaches are great. Um, they actually, the quality of football was, was there for me. So uh, I went down there, and I had a time in my life. So you end up staying there as a full-time? Yep, yep, stayed there full-time, did the football thing, um, football scholarship. So it was, yeah. Okay, now after after your four years, you were, did you redshirt or did you just play all the way through? I actually played my uh, true freshman year there. Wow, okay. And so I played uh, – so I actually tore my ACL my sophomore year. Okay. So I sat a year, and then I came back and played my fifth year. Oh, okay. And gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, so it was kind of a blessing. This guy's actually tore my ACL, but uh, I actually got to do half my grad school for free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, free is a good price. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a big fan of free. So after after college, man, then what happened? So I got done with college, and uh, so I started looking at jobs. I wanted to be a police officer. Okay. Well, I looked at uh, an insurance job. There was a former player who was uh, the hiring manager at the time for his insurance company. And so I did uh, fraud investigations for the insurance company for about a year or so. Okay. And uh, Is that I, in Omaha? Or that was in Omaha. Okay. So I stayed in Omaha at the time. Okay. And uh, so on the job description, they said, hey, you're going to be out doing a uh, fraud investigation. So you get to go out and check out what's going on, the claims, and, you know, make uh, adjustments based off that. Okay. So I get in there, and I find out it's a nine-to-five in a cubicle. No windows. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. I don't have a car. I, you know, it wasn't it. Yeah, so say that, that ain't what you had in mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so how long did you do that, man? I did that for about nine months to a year. So at the time, I, I took that job. I was working there, and I was applying to police departments, you know, everywhere I can go. So I was mm-hmm. Bellevue, Omaha, Lincoln, uh, KCPD. Um, I started going, kind of going in that area. And uh, Lincoln Police Department hired me the fastest. They uh, they, they well, took my position. I got to ask you a quick question before I go further into that. Wh- why, why, why did you want to be a police officer? Why didn't I? I said, why did you? Oh, why did I? Uh, so, for me, uh, both of my parents are teachers. Okay. So, I didn't want to do the teaching thing because high school kids get on my nerves. Middle school <laughs> kids are worse. And elementary school kids is like herding cats. So, I didn't want to teach. Okay. <laughs> All right? So, teaching was out. It was out. I okay. didn't want to teach. My sister does social work. And she's out in D.C. right now. Okay. Okay. And so, I was thinking I want to do something in public service. All right. And I said, what can I do that is, I'm not going to be in an office all day. I can get out and talk to people. But at the same time, 
I get to do a physical type job. And I go, you know what? Police officer might be my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I looked more into it and I actually did a um, internship at Omaha Police Department while I was still in college for my last year. And I worked in the uh, special victims unit and I loved it. Uh, I fell in love with it. Okay. Okay. And so at that point I knew head on, I'm going to apply to the police department. I'm going to be a cop. That's it. Wow. So got done with school and I just started applying. And was, yep. So you basically got your first job in Lincoln? Yeah. As a police officer? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow. So now, get me up to speed, man. Uh, what's the process like mm-hmm. to become a cop? Just Yeah. Just... So it changed a little bit since uh, since I started. I'm, I'm about 16 years in December on. So back then, um, you're going to have about four to 500 people apply for however many slots that are available. Right. So then they only had two hiring cycles. It was a spring and a fall class. And however many they had for the budget, that's how many officers they had. So oh, okay, I it got might you. be ten, it might be twenty. It depends on what the what the hiring cycle is, what they need for the budget based off the budget. So now, so when you became a police officer, first of all, you started off, I guess, on entry level. Which I mean, I don't know exactly how this. You're, process. you're in a cruiser taking calls for service, and okay. yep, yep. It, how is that, man? Because, I mean, it seems like people don't call you until it's a problem. You know? It's always a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh, at first, it's fun. You love it. You're talking to all types of people. Yeah. Um, the different problems people are having, you help them solve it, trying to help uh, take care of situations. But at the same time, it, uh, it wears on you after a while sometimes because you never see anybody having a good day. You always talk yeah, to somebody that's kind of the worst moments of their life. Right, right. right. You know, and, and, and I'm sitting here as you're talking, I'm thinking about my past mm-hmm. a little bit here. And <clears throat> it was hard for me when you guys showed up because I always saw the worst. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, never, I never enjoyed seeing lights behind me. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a cop, but I still get nervous. I feel like, behind me, so <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, but I, you know, out of fairness, I want everybody to know I earned it. I mean, it wasn't like they was picking on me. Uh, I was, <laughs> I, uh, I was putting myself in position to be stopped. So I'm just kind of now that I'm on the other side where I. When I see police now, I just turn my music up and keep going because I know I ain't doing nothing. They're not looking for me. But I'm just kind of curious, man. Uh, on a day-to-day basis, that's a very seems like a stressful job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like it could get to be very stressful because, like you say, you're dealing with people on their worst day. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, so like, walk me through a traffic stop. I mean, like if you stop somebody, let's just say they were uh, swerving. Okay. Okay. So what's what's the what's the process? Because I was one of those guys. I, I just want to know what y'all thinking was. Yeah. So so for me, the process for me is you pull the car over. The first thing you're thinking about is this, your your safety. Correct. So how can I position my car in a way that I'm not going to get swipe swipe by somebody else driving down the road? Okay. So I might offset my car a little bit so I can walk up to your car without getting hit by somebody else not paying attention. So I'm thinking about that, and so at the same time I'm trying to pull you over. I'm running your license plates, trying to get an idea of who's in the car. So if I run your license plate, I got to go, all right, is this somebody that's been contacted by the police a, a thousand times? It's a mm-hmm. bad guy, has, has contacts for carrying guns? Or is this uh, grandma that's just going to the grocery store? I don't know. So right. I'm trying to figure that out. Right. I can't see through your car at the time. Usually you can't. And so uh, so I figure out kind of the person I'm going to be dealing with. 
Okay. So as I approach that vehicle, I'm going to assess. I'm going to talk to you like normally. Hey, how's it going? And I pulled you over. You know, I'm, I'm Captain Banks. I pulled you over for X, Y, and Z. Okay. You know, can I get your driver's license, uh, registration, insurance? That's the that's the spill I'm going to give to you. But at the same time, I'm looking inside the vehicle to see what I can see. What's by your hands? What's by your feet? Get a smell inside the car. What's the car smell like? Do I smell drugs? Do I smell alcohol on your breath? It's all things that are going through your head at the same mm-hmm. time. I'm trying to talk to you. So it's just, it's a process of where. Uh, for face value, I'm talking to you, but I'm trying to assess everything as I'm right. approaching and doing things. Are you by yourself or is there another officer with you? It depends. Okay. So sometimes you are by yourself. Most times you're by yourself, but okay. sometimes you might buy a two-man car or a two-person car. Well, I got a personal question to ask now that we're on this subject. I want to know why it takes so long when they run my license to come to the come from their car to my car. I, I guess it t- do you got to read all of my, my past? Is that is that what that is about? <laughs> it actually depends on how uh how busy uh the information channel is. Can you run that stuff? You have to wait. You'd be like, "Well, can you stand uh, by for a second? All right, I'll hang out." Well, I'm going to be real honest with you. I keep a full tank of gas just in case I get stopped because I feel like if they do pull up my pass, it's going to take them at least 30 minutes to read all that. So, <laughs> I'm going to probably waste a half a tank of gas just waiting on you to get out of your car. So that's why I was just curious. I thought I <laughs> Hey, you know what? Being honest, man, you, you got to be honest with people. Okay. Uh, now, after you go through the, the process, let's just say it's a, a deal where you have to take someone into custody. Mm-hmm. So then that's when you usually call for, for – do you call for backup or you just do it on your own? Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on how that contact's going with the individual. Okay. If I um, if I if I get a sense that things are going well, I'm talking to you. I feel like I can handle the situation myself. I mm-hmm. will. Um, if the contact has been somewhat hostile or contentious, I'm gonna call somebody else to come with me. You know, I I mean, like I say, I'm so thankful that that we can have this conversation. And I can laugh about it because there's a lot of times I wasn't funny. It was nothing funny about when the police got behind me. But, you know, the one thing I, I will say is this. I'm grateful for you guys because when everybody else run away, y'all run toward. Mm-hmm. That's that. I mean, to me, man, y'all deserve credit because if I hear shots fired, that's probably not somewhere I want to be. Mm-hmm. And you guys, that's your job. You got to go to that right. and try to fix that or at least try to stop it from getting worse mm-hmm. you know so big shout out for all the police officers out there man that put your lives on the line i i respect that i uh, i'm just curious that's why i'm asking these type of questions yeah. but now how long was you on the force before you started moving up so i was on the department for let's say about four years and i uh took a position as a field training officer um, now, what is that? So, a field training officer. So, after you get done with the academy, mm-hmm. you go into what's called field training or phase three. And so, you have to ride with like a senior officer to make sure you're doing all the things you were taught in your academy class. Oh, okay. okay. You know, you're turning in the right paperwork. Your your safe your officer safety is all right. Your investigations are going well. You can write a decent report. They check all those things for you. Mm-hmm. So, I signed up to be a field training officer, and actually, that kind of springboarded me uh, more than anything because. By fixing other people's mistakes, I learned more that way than doing it myself. Right, by yeah. what, you, what you could and couldn't do. You're right, right. You, you learn how to fix things and where to go to to, 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 to uh, talk to people to get stuff. Say, hey, we filed the wrong paperwork. Where I got to go to get the right paperwork filled in? Oh, yeah, go to 
John down the street to mm. you know, down down the department and to fix this. Oh, okay, you know. So you learn a lot of the ins and outs of the departments by doing that, and so that gave me a lot of department knowledge as far as infrastructure, how it works. Okay. Um, from there, uh, I say about. Five to six years on the department, I got promoted to sergeant. I took the the promotion test and I, I lucked up. I I actually uh, was a halfway decent test taker. I didn't know this. Well, <laughs> I, I knew it, but I I didn't expect it to go so well because right. I, I took the test go with the with the thought of going. Well, I'll see how I do. I'll go from there. And uh, we had about forty three people take the promotion test, and I got top four, and it surprised me. I was like, oh. Okay, wow. I guess I'm uh, getting serious about this. So I uh, went from there, actually got promoted uh, off that list. And um, I was a street sergeant for a while. And off of, um, I was Southwest team and then Southeast team uh, working as a supervisor on second shift at that time. I worked third shift all before that. Okay. And uh, I, I love it. Is that, uh, that third shift, <clears throat> excuse me, that third shift, is that basically for all like the first, when you first start? Generally, you're gonna work seconds or third shift if you yeah. get on, and you're gonna be working the holidays. I'm gonna tell you right now. Because the guys with seniority, oh yeah, they, yeah, they want the holidays yeah. off. If you're brand new, I'm gonna tell you right now. You're working <laughs> holidays, you're working nights, and you're working seconds. <laughs> don't act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, at least now you know. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you off off rip. <laughs> uh, well, listen, man. Uh, now you went. Uh, how long was you a sergeant? I was a sergeant for. Let me think about this now. I got to think about back in my career here. So, so about six years. I was the sergeant for about seven years before I uh, got promoted to captain. Okay. Yeah. Now, how to get promoted to captain? What was the qualifications? So you had to have a college degree. Um, you had to have at least five years of experience as a supervisor, um, as a sergeant on the department. Um, and from there, is just your resume and curriculum. Uh, the actually the testing process for that one was more strenuous than the sergeant promotion test. That one was more of uh, your book knowledge, what you know about policies and ordinances and whatnot, mm -hmm. and city ordinances. And um, the captain's process was they had more realistic scenarios, information retrieval from our system. They had panel board interviews um, going along with that one as well. So it was a lot, it was a multi-tiered process to get into that promotional process. and. And they actually went back to their rated points on how much education do you have, um, formal education do you have, how much community service do you do, um, mm. how well is your resume put together, how well was your uh, one-page letter to of, of acknowledgement that you want to take the promotion test, how's that going to go, you know, how's that read grammatically. So, so yeah, it's a lot of red tape. Yeah, like a lot of hoops to jump for that yeah. one. So uh, by the end of that process, I was mentally exhausted, but. It worked out. So now you became a captain how long ago? Uh, that was, say, two years now. Two years yeah. as a captain? Yeah. What's the difference? I mean, from a captain, just say, from starting out as a just a, a cop on the streets. So I always explain it as the officers are the doers. The sergeants are kind of uh, making sure that officers are doing the right thing. And as you keep going up, you're doing more of the managing and less of the doing. Okay. So I'm not okay. so much doing the doing right now, but I'm coordinating the process. So I might not be doing the, say we have an event going on downtown. I'll coordinate how many cops can be down there, 
what it's going to look like, who, how long we're going to be there. So I do the coordinating, the function oh, okay. of that. So you don't actually have to be there. I don't, the I don't actually have to be on the scene yeah. doing the actual job itself. So if something really goes bad, is there ever a situation where you will have to be there? Or? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll call, I get called in from work all the time. I got two phones with me all the time. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always, I, when I'm off, I'm not off. So I'm there. I'm always there. <laughs> I thought, man, when you get to be captain, you kind of get to. Relax a little oh, bit. Oh, no. There's no days off. There's none. Wow, wow. So, two years as a captain, and uh, what's next for you? Right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join what I'm doing. I just want to master where I'm at right now. Okay, you so, want to? Yeah, because I've got to the point where i got my fishing legs under me, so I feel like I've got things going on. I feel like I, got, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of want to master where I'm at now and get real good at it. Okay. Um, as far as advancing from here, I don't know. Talk to me. What what, what are now. the what are the steps above, captain? So right now we just have assistant chief and chief. So man, you <laughs> you pretty close there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's up there. <laughs> yeah, I was saying. Wait a minute. Yeah. You know, I mean, captain. See, I don't understand how the ranks work, mm-hmm. but I mean, if, if there's only what two positions that yeah, two uh, positions above yeah. you, yeah. What? We need to keep him on staff. <laughs> well, you know what, man? I'll put it this way. I'm learning a lot. So I'm glad to know that uh, that you're doing this and, and you love doing it. That's oh, the yeah. most important thing because I'm real big on, on doing things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I, I get from you. You know, mm-hmm. you we're joking about my past and, and all the stuff that you have to deal with. But on a serious note, man, at the end of the day, you love what you do. Oh yeah, yeah. most definitely. Yeah, and that's. I think that's real important. Tell me about. Uh, and I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but I'm gonna ask anyways. You can just say, "Hey, no, I can't talk about that." Uh, do you ever have like animosity amongst officers? I never have animosity towards officers. I would say I have. Um, you know the feeling you get when if you have kids and they do something and you're disappointed in them. Yeah. You know they could do better. That's the that's gotcha. the feeling I get. I got you. You know, it's like you could do better. Right. Why are you doing this? You're making it harder on the rest of us now. Right. That's the feeling I get. Well, you know, sometimes, man, you know, it's like in any other profession. I'm sure. You know, you're gonna have some people that love their job like yourself. Then mm-hmm. you're gonna have some that are probably looking for an easier way out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get that. I'm not pointing fingers or blaming i'm just yeah. saying i think that's a a pretty general deal across the board on any any profession mm-hmm. so the guys that that don't want to that don't love it mm-hmm. say they're just doing it just for the check now i understand the check's important don't misunderstand me mm-hmm. but there are some people that do it because they love it mm-hmm. and some people do it just for the check seem like them the ones that may be causing problems for everybody because they may cut corners. Yeah. yeah. And see, and that, that's the part that I always, I always looked for, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I may have been wrong when I had to deal with them, mm-hmm. but I always had this sense that some of them weren't quite playing straight, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not accusing them of, of anything. I'm just saying it just looked that way. Right. You know, but when you're messing up, you know, I guess everything looks a little funny. I, uh... I was just kind of curious, man. So, you're gonna, you've been a captain for two years. If you did choose to move up to assistant chief, mm-hmm. how long a process would that be before you're even eligible for that? 
technically, I would be eligible now if I wanted to do that process. Really? Okay. Yes. But um, to have myself feel good about taking that process, like I'm ready to take that test, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll have to wait at least at least another handful of years for me to feel. I got you. So you just want to stay where you're at for now. Yeah. I I just want to feel like I have a mastery of what I'm doing before I move on to the next one. Yeah. Because I feel bad being somebody's boss when they know more than me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, man, you got to do this. You can't do this. Oh, I can't. can't, You can't make you do that? (laughs) You know? Yeah. 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 I I get that. But you know, to me, I think that's smart. At least you, you're smart enough to know that. Yeah. You know? And and a lot of it is just having some self-awareness about how, where you're at. Right. And do you feel like you could take that test and be able to do that job well? Um, and that's where I had to get myself to before I, you know, I try to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, what, what I do know is that on uh, weekends, downtown Lincoln, boy, it, it gets a little, gets a little hectic. <laughs> trying to find a nice way to say that. But uh, <clears throat> do you have to put more officers in certain areas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You do. <laughs> You definitely do. Okay, because I was, I mean, I, I i guess what came to my mind was O Street. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, from downtown all the way to 84th. I mean, it seems yeah. like it's a pretty active place. It is. Well, hey, look, i tell you what. Don't y'all go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. Stay tuned to the Get Your Happy On Hour. We'll be right back. your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons well we back appreciate you guys sticking around you know I'm having a lot of fun with Tarvis man because uh, there's a lot of questions I've always wanted to ask but I was never in position but I noticed first before we get started I see my boy Ernest Taylor A.K.A. Bubba Taylor in Dallas, Texas, man. Appreciate you. Man, I appreciate you tuning in, man, and checking out the show. That means a lot to me. And I'm pretty sure Brad is out there checking me out, too. Appreciate that, Brad. I call him Scott. Hey, man, I got to ask you a quick question. Now, I know on these certain events, like these big weekends, like Husker games, for example, you know, what's the – for what you can share now, don't mm-hmm. go, don't, don't, don't let me put you in no in uh, the way. I won't put myself in the corner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, how do you guys prepare for those type of events, man? Yeah, so uh, in a general sense, it's um, it's increased enforcement. So we might add more officers to an area, um, increase traffic enforcement, uh, foot patrol, things of that nature. So, do you guys pretty much know the areas that you need to? Oh yeah, yeah. Increase yep. it. Yep, you see the calls or service incidents that go on, and you kind of you learn from the previous um, previous years, previous weeks, previous months, and you know where you want to put your officers at. Okay, because <laughs> uh, I know for for a fact it gets a little gets a little rowdy. Yeah, yeah. That's a you nice know. that's a nice way to say that. It, it, it gets it, a little we, rowdy, and we always want you to have a good time, but just yeah. do it safely, illegally. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes people 
they they may not stop soon enough at the bar, right? And it kind of spills over into the streets, right? So that's why I was just kind of curious about that. Now, <clears throat> you was telling me I'm seeing you carrying two phones, mm-hmm. and you're saying basically you're on when you're even when you're off. Yeah. Do you ever really just have any time that you can't be bothered, or you mm-hmm. can take off and they they don't bother you, or is that not an option? I could take days off, have somebody cover for me, um, which isn't a big deal. It's once in a blue moon, but I like what I'm doing so much. I really don't take too many days off. Gotcha. If I, uh, I actually just got back from a vacation, so I took about 10 days off. Oh, okay. So okay. It, 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 was, it was lovely. It, just out of curiosity, man, if I remember correctly, I think y'all went down there. Uh, you're a member of some fraternity, man. Uh, oh, come on now. Don't do me now. Don't do me <laughs> Five minutes, hey, you, you, you gotta do it now. <laughs> hey man, you know y'all just disappeared. I think y'all was down in my part of the country, down in oh, Texas, yeah. right? Yeah, just got back, man. So how was that, man? Did you? I, I loved it. You had a good I, time. Uh, the food was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh man. <laughs> so where was y'all at actually? In Houston? Yeah, in Houston. In okay. Houston, because uh, what's funny is because my family's from uh, Mississippi. Okay. And so. Going to Houston, I got some good Southern food back again. Ah. And that, that hit home to me. <laughs> I was all right. How long was you down there? Uh, I was down there from Thursday to Sunday. So Thursday was, to yeah, Sunday? Yeah. Did you see a lot of people that you hadn't seen in a while? I or, did. Or I did. did. Just, I, met, met new brothers in the fraternity I haven't met. Right. Um, I seen them on social media or I, or, you know, I talked to them on the phone, but I got to see them in person now. And gotcha. It was good. So I had a good time. Well, man, <clears throat> I don't know why y'all didn't take look. Take Michael Hunter, man. I don't get it, man. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a talk about that because that's my little brother, man. And I, I, I thought he should have made that trip, man, because I think quite a few of y'all made that trip. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Michael Hunter, man, and John Goodwin. Did John go? John was there. John was there. We had a good time, man. Look here. I know John had him some fun. Oh yeah. yeah but good, good. <laughs> but hey, man. So when you when you got back, then you you just. Jump right back on the back on it. Uh, so I picked up my phones, checked my email, <laughs> see what I missed. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't carry the two phones with you. Uh, I just I actually brought the two phones with me so I could check emails randomly every now and then. If anything big happened, I just kind of know. Yeah. But uh, I didn't do anything with it, so I just kind of checked it, looked at it, and put it away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So, so, so in other words, you weren't you weren't active as you could be. Right. Okay, right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So you, you you came back, got back on the job. Now, is anything going on in Lincoln that um, that surprised you when you got back? Did you feel like you you walked into something that you didn't expect? No, not really. It was pretty. N- pretty... N- n- nothing where nothing where I went. Oh, I shouldn't have left. Nothing yeah. like that. Okay, but yeah, so... yeah, it's, it's the usual. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 well, I say usual, but it's not usual for everybody else. You I know, got, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it, it's the usual the crimes that you run across. You're like, okay, nothing too crazy happened, but I could pick up and and, and go from there. Seem like now this is something you make it help me with. I remember, you know, like when I first came to Nebraska, man, way way back, crime was really low, mm-hmm. but it looks like crime has really increased. Is that mm-hmm. is that a fair statement to make? Actually, uh, crime stats are saying the opposite for us. Oh, really? Yeah, it is actually, and it's it's funny because uh, I explain that to people, they get they act surprised. But I'm like, well, think about it. To to see what's going on in the community, you either saw it yourself or you read it in the paper or you saw it in the news. Correct. 
Now you have a computer in your hand 24-7 with social media going on yeah. that feeds you <clears throat> nonstop information. Right, right. So you might see one shooting that happens, but you know, hear about five different versions or er- yeah. you know, narrations of the same story. You're thinking, man, this place is getting shot up. You yeah. know, but really, like, well, actually, stats are going down, you know, in a lot of areas. Well, that's a good thing, man, because uh, I'm just saying, I'm looking at the, you know, like, the youth. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they are already, I'll admit, the youth today have so many more distractions than I, than I had. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I, I kind of feel bad for them because when you're young, you know, a lot of people have what I call the 10 feet tall and bulletproof mm-hmm. mindset. And sometimes that's not very helpful. Right. You know, and, and, and I notice it just from going into these different high schools. I mean, um, I do notice that they have, I guess they call resource officers. Yes. Is that what, now, are those regular police officers that are in the school? Yep. Now, now, okay, is that somebody that you would be over to? You, you got, yep. wow, okay. Yeah, so I have two school resource officers on my team right now. And what, and that's. Or actually three, sorry. Is that what they do all the time? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And well, what does what their job entail, if you can. Yeah. Share with us. So when school's in session, they actually stay at those schools. So I have a middle school resource officer and I have two high school resource officers. And so they handle any type of incident. The phone gets stolen, kids assaulted, um, um, a juvenile is on runaway, came back to school. You know, anything on those lines, they take care of themselves. The officer's there for that school. Mm-hmm. Um, in a more serious situation, you know, an active shooter situation, they're there. You have an officer already on, at your school to respond right there without having to wait for an officer to drive from wherever to, to respond. So you're kind of putting um, the police as a resource for your school right on campus right there to handle a lot of those incidents. Now, what's the age group? Because I, I know there's a certain age. Is it If you're under 18, basically you just detain and, and call the parents. Is that correct? Or, or can they be? It depends. It, it depends. depends. Okay. We, I, there's a whole continuum from, uh, uh, on certain ages, what you can and can't do. Yeah. But in a general sense, if you're under 18, you're going to get what's called a referral. And we contact your parents and let you know, say, hey, your kid did X, Y, and Z. Um, you get contacted by the county attorney uh, for X, Y, and Z. A criminal offense, your child, you know, broke. Give the rundown, kind of what happened. From okay, there. Mm-hmm. but if they do something really serious, then there, there's other consequences. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a youth assessment center, and yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm glad to hear that, man, because uh, I've had the opportunity to go with your frat brother into some of the schools, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> a lot of those youth are pretty bold, man. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and they they don't take instructions well at all. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, they they just refuse to do what they're told. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I had the opportunity to to go to a I think it was an in school suspension class. Okay, man, yeah, wow. I see. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a teacher neither. Remember why I said I didn't want to be a teacher? <laughs> yeah, that's the same reason. Yeah, all right, <laughs> I, I I get it, man. I mean, yeah. I, I I totally get it. I I, I was shocked mm-hmm. because you know I, it was just new for me to mm-hmm. see that. You know, I mean, I I heard stories, mm-hmm. but it's like anything else. When you actually see it for yourself, right, it makes a difference, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and in the same time, you got to keep in mind these are kids. Yeah, yeah, but they're acting like adults. Oh yeah. <laughs> now now put high school kids that have adult type bodies doing those violent crimes. That's yeah. you, is, but it's somebody's baby. 
Right. You got to keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah, and see, and I, and I think about that, and, and I've noticed this too. A lot of times without hearing both sides of the story, mm-hmm. the parent automatically takes their child's mm-hmm. word. Yeah. And sometimes those the, the child may not be completely honest. Yeah. So that's a very unique situation too. I'm trying to be nice here. I'm trying <laughs> to pick my words very carefully here. But no, I just noticed that a lot, man, because the parents will come up to the school mm-hmm. and immediately take their kids side, which I'm not saying you shouldn't believe in your kids, but I'm just saying I think it's kind of it's kind of different, man. I mean, yeah. when 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 the kids may not be telling the truth. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to take another break here, and we're going to be right back with the Get Your Happy On Hour. Do not go anywhere. your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons and we back man look at him I'm having a blast man <laughs> yeah I really wish y'all could hear these conversations that we're having when the, during the breaks but we ain't gonna do all that so I will say this man I again I, I gotta thank you you know for sharing what you could share you know did not want to ever put any information out there that you know that would be harmful to what you're doing. But I do want to give a special shout out to all law enforcement man because I think it's a it's a job that a lot of people don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys get up and do it every day, whether it's for a check or whether it's because you love it. They still show up and and do what they got to do. So got respect for that. And uh, I'll be real honest with you. Uh, these last 14 years of being clean and sober, I have a new appreciation for law enforcement. Mm. Because, you know, the one thing I did notice about it was when I quit making bad choices, they seem to have left me alone. <laughs> it's weird how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> they left me alone. I mean, now when I see them, I don't have to look in the rearview mirror and I don't have to worry about stuff, you know. I So I, I, I appreciate them because they're doing the jobs that – like I said, nobody really wants to do. Curious, curiosity's got me right now. When you do get some time off, see, it's real, it's well documented that I, I cannot dance, but that's how I get my happy on. I've been doing the same dance for 40 some years, and in my head, I'm really dancing. Compared to what's really happening, it's probably not matching, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what you do when you do get some time off, what do you do to get your happy on, man? A couple things. Okay. Uh, one is go home, be dad, because uh, that's the fun part to me. Okay. Because uh, I'm gone to work all the time, so when I do get some some alone time, some personal time, I hang out with my kids as much as I can. Okay. Um, outside of that, 
like to do a good cigar on my patio. Keep okay. my feet up. <laughs> stare at nothing. Just kind of hang out. <laughs> so get your relax on. Get my home. relax on. Well, you know, that's probably smart because being a law enforcement, you you know, and then they got cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you might not want to be too outgoing. Right. Yeah, right. because, you know, people are looking for the negative. And we've had that discussion, too. I mean, negativity is being covered quite well. Oh, yeah. But. You know, positive things don't seem to get the attention it deserves, and that's just my personal opinion. But I'm gonna continue being positive, and every chance I get, man, I'm I'm gonna laugh about something, and I think that's important for everybody because, you know, there's a lot of adversity going on, mm-hmm. and I know you know that better than most because when the adversity strikes, who do they call? Right. <laughs> so, so you have a great idea of what I'm saying. Is there uh, anybody that you would like to? Give a shout out to or anything. She'll kill me if I didn't. I'll shout out my wife, Alyssa. Okay. Say hey. Hey, Big shout out, young lady. Say hey to my babies. Say hi to Taven. Say hi to Brayden. Say hi to Kalena. Okay. Okay. Well, them the bosses. Yeah. I got to say hi. You better say hi. You better not go home. Right. I tiptoe my house and look around the corner. Hey, the bosses might have their little badges out. One of them might have handcuffs, so you better be careful. <laughs> but no, really and truly, man, I, I really want everybody to, to understand something. Um, this this world we're living in, you know, in my opinion, is, you know, it's going through a lot of changes right now. And I, I really want people to take a serious look at just trying to be positive. I mean, it doesn't make everything perfect, but it helps you. Well, I'll say, I'll speak for myself. Being positive helps me stay focused. And it's like the three R's. I think it's reset, restart, and refocus. I have to do that constantly, several times a day, because unfortunately, you know, everybody's going through something. So sometimes when people are going through things, sometimes it interferes with you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm talking as simple as going to a grocery store. I mean, sometimes people are going through stuff, man, in the grocery store. And next thing you know, there's a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And there's an altercation, right? When you know, when all you had to do was just smile and maybe let them go in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to do all the time, but I mean, I'm just using that for an example. So, just be careful, everybody out there. I really want you guys to understand that it's not. It's nine times out of ten, if somebody's going through something, it probably doesn't even have anything to do with you. It's true. Yeah, and that's just my personal opinion. I got to ask one more question before you go. Did you get off those graveyards and second shifts yet? Oh, I did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So now what you your first shift guy now? Your first shift guy. Eight to four, Monday through Friday. What? Yeah, yeah. No weekends? No weekends and the weekends off. What? Yeah. You, you done moved on up. Doing, doing good right now. Doing all right. <laughs> so you got a constant schedule now. So. Yeah, consistent schedule, day shift. It's nice. First time in forever. So yeah. Good, man. Well, good for you. But you know what? You earned it. Yeah, I appreciate it. No that. one didn't give it to you. You earned it. I'm sure you had some graveyard shifts and some and some second shifts. Ooh, plenty of those. <laughs> well, hey, listen, man. I got to thank all my listeners, man, for, for tuning in. I, I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. And I always end my show the same way. <clears throat> Every day that you're blessed to see, it truly is another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to get 
your happy out. Yo! Y'all have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday.